0: yo welcome to the autumn miles show autumn is a best-selling author popular speaker and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids she is also the ceo of the autumn miles ministry as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith here's autumn miles
1: hey 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 autumn miles here we have the best show ever today. Um, I'm going to turn the reins over to Cassie Mayer. She has worked with us for I don't know 732 years, um, but has been. You're not. What? What are you? What's your title? I don't. Depends on the day. <laughs> today it's radio assistant. Today it's radio assistant. Wait. What? But what is your title? <laughs> I think we say. Project manager. That's not right. Operations, operations manager. Well, the t- operations manager. I think is. Um, I don't know. I'm not big on titles, but anyway, she is going to interview me today. We get uh, questions from you guys all the time, every day, every day, every day. Um, and we did this a couple months ago, and it was um, it was super fun and very enlightening. I think. Anyway, we're going to do that today. So, Cassie. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I feel so official. I'm kind of nervous. Headphones. You should
2: be. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay. Well, first of all, it's almost summer, and that's super exciting. What's the first thing you're going to do when summer vacation hits? Oh. Also, we have Dan here. Welcome, Dan. Dan.
0: Well, it's great to be here.
1: It's great to have you, it's Dan. It's great
0: being had. Does,
1: are you guys in your car? You guys know how much we love Dan, right?
0: And I love these people, too.
1: Yeah, they do love I you. I look
0: forward to this every Tuesday. You know, I look forward to meeting, I always leave with a fistful of golden nuggets.
1: Aw, Dan. And you hear a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this radio produce? What, are, what exactly are you? Tell us what, <laughs> what you are.
0: Well, my title here is uh, uh, basket weaver. No, <laughs> uh, I
1: was like, is it that hard to come up with? I'm well, uh, actually
0: the production director over three stations here, but I also do some recording and I've been here for 20 years and so I wear all kinds of hats. Whatever you need me to do, I'm here.
1: Dan, you're a baller. He's. The baller, the OG baller. Yeah, he's an OG up in here.
0: What does that mean? (laughs) Is that
1: I don't really know. Ask the young kids. I'm not sure either. Actually, that's my generation that says that. So don't ask the young kids. They'll look at you like you're crazy. It means you're cool. Oh, okay. I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) Dan's cool. That's cool. cool. Uh, Anyway, we might bring him in on some uh, uh, frequently asked questions too. Oh yeah. But you want to know about summer? What's the first thing you're going to do this summer? The first thing is. I don't really get a summer. What do you mean? Like with the book? Wink, wink. Oh, yeah. Oh. With the book. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so my kids will get out very soon. And then I'm releasing my third book, baby. When does July that come out? July 16th. July 16th, Cassie Mayer. I'm going to put it in my iCal right now. Yeah, iCal. Now do it. And um, it's going to be called Gangster Prayer. Actually, it's already called that. Like you can pre-order. It right is called second. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be called. It's done. Um, but I, I actually, Cassie cannot wait to release this book. It is. It. Oh man, uh, it's like I think everyone should be praying like this. Um, it is no holds barred. I mean, it is. It's going to come at you pretty strong because I just see that there's there is a lot of evidence of lack of prayer in our world today. I mean, look at how everyone is in such opposition. I mean, the Democrats, the Republicans, you know, do we do this? Do we do that? Churches are in opposition, the different doctrines and denominations and things that we um, disagree on. So there is a lot of evidence of lack of prayer, which is why I wrote this book, because it's time to reclaim our privilege to pray and to see results. So anyway, that's I know you were probably wanting that to be a light, fun question. No, but that's amazing. <laughs> but that will be my summer this year, along with going on vacation with my kids and um, watching my son, my Mosey son, my four year old son is obsessed with Blue Planet on Netflix right now. He watches it every day. He was so educational, telling me about the cr- what kind of crab was he telling me about this morning. He was a spider crab. The spider crab, mom. Do you know about the spider crab? And I was like, "Tell me everything." And um, so we'll go to the beach and he'll learn about the spider crab, and hopefully, we'll see. You're one. gonna bring a spider crab back home. I know, no, no, probably not, but he will want us to. So anyway, I'm looking forward to spending some time with them too this summer.
2: That'll be great. Well. Great thing you mentioned prayer. We're going to put that on the back burner. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. But to kick off the show, I looked up some fun icebreaker questions like you do like when you're at camp and the camp counselors make you share about yourself. I'm going to make you share. Oh, awesome. So, this goes for you and Dan. Ooh. Oh. Wow. If you could live in any sitcom, which one would it be and why? Danny, go first.
0: Uh, the first one that comes to mind is Seinfeld because of all the characters. That's and a good stuff. one. And because I kind of live in that now, I kind of live in a sitcom now. It's like the, I have characters, <laughs> you know, in and out all day long. All I need is like a music track and a cl- and a laugh track. You just need
2: like a walking bass line. Why,
1: why don't we have a laugh track on the show? We need a laugh track. <laughs> I can be your laugh when track. I, when I when I drop a dad joke, we need we need a little laughter
0: or a rim shot. That's what
1: is that? <laughs> Yeah, I need that too.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll have that. In we need show. all the things. I'm gonna put that in After when I produce this show. We're gonna have laughter and a wrench.
1: Oh, Dan, you're the best. That'll be a post-it. I, I'm obsessed with Frasier. I love Frasier. That's a good one. I I don't know if it's because Frasier is a radio host. Right. Yeah. And like, I feel the pain, and like, I don't know. I don't know if that's what it is, but I love Frasier. I think he's hilarious. I have to tell you, it took me a couple months to get into the show, but now I feel like Frazier, Niles, Daphne, Martin, they're all my family, and Roz, and I love them, and I watch it every single night. And then I also have another one, too. I feel like my husband and I are kind of the king of queens. I love that. (laughs) We also watch that every night, and well, I feel like I'm Carrie a lot, but she's kind of mean, but yeah. And I but feel like a like good, meaning. I feel like my husband is kind of dug sometimes, and so a lot of times we'll be laying in bed when our kids go to bed, and we'll be laughing hysterically, and they'll come down and they'll be like, "What are you guys laughing at?" And it's not like we can they understand; it's like marriage stuff, right? Two, I would be in two. Okay, if, if King of Queens and Fraser had a baby, that would be mine. Honestly, I'm really surprised you didn't say Friends. Okay, but I love that, too. But I don't, I, I'm I'm married with four kids, so I couldn't insert, I would, like, mess up the whole vibe if right. I inserted
2: That would throw there. off everybody. Yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like Chandler
2: wouldn't know how to deal with that at yeah, all.
1: Yeah, Chandler, he is my favorite. I love Chandler. Everyone loves Chandler. Or how do you not?
0: Okay, Cassie, so. see which one would you be in?
2: Well, why don't you guess? What show oh, do you think I'd be in? Tell ooh, me. Ooh, ooh. I bet you'll never Office. guess it. No, sitcom, <laughs> like sitcom. The Office is a sitcom. Okay, well, that's not what I was thinking. I
1: used to love. No, wait, hold on. I'm going to guess again. Oh, okay, go for it. I need You have to guess too, Dan. Well, I'm when you sitcom. said
2: I used to love, now it's I don't. It's in like, okay, so my guess is in like the same kind of time era that you guys are talking. So like okay. Seinfeld, King of Queens. It's like the same. It was on air during the same time. I love the show.
1: Wait, hold on.
2: You're never gonna guess it. There's I feel no like way. I was so
1: distracted with King of Queens and Friends and Frasier that what else is there? There's no way. I probably not. Go ahead. I loved watching The Nanny. Growing I up. loved. Now that was before Frasier. Was, that was it? Like, yeah.
2: That oh, was, wasn't it?
0: I'm not sure about
2: that if one. If I could be fr- it was, oh, I Fran Frasier. I watched that when I was little. I would be her now. Just really? a Jewish fashion icon. That's all I want to be. <laughs> she, yeah, she's pretty fabulous. And if you, I mean, if I the viewers don't know, I'm like a, a tiny Asian, not <laughs> Jewish at all. <laughs> so I just want to be Fran.
1: I love her. No, she was pretty great. Yeah, that was a good. Did you ever watch that show?
0: No, I never. I'm not familiar with that one.
1: Really? I used to watch it when I was little. That's so an old show. So good. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. It. Interesting. Okay. Um. Follow up
2: question. If you could bring one of the sitcoms back to share with the generation
1: today, what would it be? That one would be Friends. I love Friends. I want to know what's happening with I feel Ross like Friends and Rachel. Is right now. It's in right now. It's hip. Oh wait, what do you mean? Like bring it back for them to reshoot it? Yeah, like if you could redo a show. Oh, redo? I wouldn't redo it. It was flawless. It's pretty um, good. Yeah. So Any of that? Let's talk about
2: prayer. <laughs>
0: okay. You know, let's that.
2: just move on to prayer here. So we get messages, as Autumn said before probably every single hour of the day. I mean, we get messages four in the morning sometimes. We do get a lot. Um, And a lot of the messages we've gotten recently are about prayer. And I think it would just be really fitting for us to talk about that today. Let's do it. Love prayer. So one of the first questions that we get all the time is, I'm praying for community, but I don't know where to begin. Mm. How do I find the community that I know God wants me to have?
1: Mm. What would you say to that? Um, of course, we don't know any of the situation. We don't know, um, you know, what's going on in this specific person's life. But sometimes we pray and we pray and we pray for God to give us something. And God is actually saying, you need to take a step out and do something about it. Um, you know, we, 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 want, we want community and we want this group of girlfriends or couples or moms or whatever it is that you can imagine. But sometimes God is saying, yeah, I'm absolutely willing to do that for you. Are you willing to text a friend and invite them over for um, coffee and then maybe have another friend over for coffee? or something like that. Um, Personal interaction these days, I can't even believe I'm saying that this because of social media and texting and the lack of personal interaction when someone sits down at dinner and has a conversation with someone um, because it's so we just don't do it as much as as, um, has been done in the past. That is actually a step of faith for people, Um, for you to say, hey, Cassie, will you come to my house and like, let's have pasta salad together or whatever it is. Um, That seems to be a step of faith. So sometimes I would say this to whoever sent that. We pray and we pray and we pray. And when God doesn't answer, sometimes it's because he wants us to take a step of faith out ourselves. So my question to that person would be this. Is there someone that you can Step out in faith and ask to coffee or bring to your house or whatever. Get a pedicure with or whatever, um, and begin to cultivate that because you're not going to go from um, solitude to awesome community in two seconds. The second thing I would say is most churches. I know we have society groups, um, in built into our ministry where you know that this is exactly what we ask the leaders to do: text a friend. Text a couple of friends, have them come over, go a little bit deeper than how's your day? How are you feeling? You know, um, would you have a breakfast or whatever? Have them come over into your home and start cultivating that. But there's also churches everywhere that have small groups that are begging people to join. That also is a step of faith. If you are involved in a small in a church and they have small groups, they don't invite everyone for no reason. They're asking you to partake in community because the church knows that lots of people are struggling with loneliness. So sometimes God doesn't answer uh, because he wants you to step out and cultivate a relationship with someone. And then sometimes the answer is already there. You have to step into it. Make sense?
2: Yeah, that's good. So on that, we also get asked all the time, you know, I know God is calling me to step out in faith. Maybe it's in a leadership position. Maybe it's serving in their church or, or speaking, writing a book. Um, but they say, I don't know or I don't see how it makes sense right now. Do I continue to pray about this or do I just step forward on my own?
1: Hmm. I'd really love to know the backstory behind that one. I would 100% not step until God says step. But that does not excuse you from being dormant, okay? The Bible says faith without works is dead. James, look it up. Faith without works is dead. If God is asking you to do something, um, your works will prove your faith. So what I would, I would wonder, what is it that God is asking this person to do? And in their world, is there an opportunity where maybe they can do this thing on a smaller scale? I know for me personally, God said, I want you to start a ministry. Well, the opportunity did not come until years and years and years later. However, I did have an opportunity to speak at a small group with three people people in it. I did have those opportunities or to stand up and pray. Um before Sunday school class, when I when we still did Sunday school, um, I did have those opportunities. And so when I saw that there was an opportunity in line with what I felt like God was asking me to do on a larger scale, I would always say yes, because I knew that that would give way, just like the principle of stewardship in the word, to a greater opportunity. So my question to this person would be, what is God asking you to do? And are there small opportunities for them to step into even though it's not glamorous or what they think it's supposed to look like in order to prepare them for the larger opportunity. Does that answer that question? Yeah, I think that's great. I think sometimes our pride is way bigger than our opportunity. I've talked about this so often. I hear from you guys all the time, ministry. I'm called to be a pastor of a church of 20,000. Really? Well, will you speak to one person in the um, Starbucks line about Jesus. That's good. How are you going to minister to 20,000 people from the stage in the future if you can't even share Jesus with the guy who's getting coffee next to you? I think sometimes we... we, we our pride is just, is just bigger than our opportunity. So we say no to evangelizing, to the guy that's sitting right beside us. But we will definitely say yes to that glamorous 20,000-whatever church. What people don't realize is that these guys that have these huge churches and these these pastors that have these huge churches have started evangelizing with the people right next to them. Um, and God has blessed that small yes in their life and has de- it has developed into um, a great fruitful ministry um don't let your pride be greater okay it's like the guy who doesn't have a job for 10 years because he's holding out for a management position like are you kidding me get a job at mcdonald's flip some burgers and work your way into that management position um you have to start small um yeah that's good does that answer i don't even remember what the question was well that was it you answered it oh good well (laughs) fantastic that was good So
2: we also get asked, how, how do you grow your prayer life? If you're Mm. maturing in your walk with your Lord and, you know, you're growing and and reading your scriptures, how do you grow in a prayer life?
1: This is something I will talk about a lot in gangster prayer. Um, I know just from, from my, I mean, I, I was 22 when I got serious about prayer Um, and I just got so sick of praying with no results whatsoever, and it 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 all of a sudden hit me one day. Here, God is telling me I have the opportunity to ask God for something and for Him to do it. Why aren't I seeing it? And so I I actually had learned a bunch of horrific religious. Very uh, plastic, calculated routines that weren't prayer. Okay. They were just out of habit or what I saw someone else doing. So um, I actually started growing my prayer life in a cemetery. And I remember um, going to the cemetery when I was 22 because it was really peaceful. I mean, people are dead there, so it was really peaceful. It was quiet. Peaceful. Peaceful. We'll but I need, I needed that. I needed that. I needed no distraction. I think um, there is such a gift in calmness and stillness. And I would walk on the cemetery every single night, and I would ask God for small, tangible things that I could see. Um, him do in my life, and I've told this story a lot. But asked for a guy for a, I asked God one day for a guy when my prayer life was growing and my faith life was growing as well. Um, for God to bring a man with a blue shirt in the gas station, I was paying for my gas in. That doesn't seem like a lot. For for you and for Dan probably. But for me at that point, I had realized I had never actually seen a tangible answer to my prayer. So when that man walked in with a blue shirt, I started freaking out because mm-hmm. I knew that there was a God that was willing to do it. And th- th- that goes back to the pride thing. We have to get back, unlearn a bunch of the stuff that we have learned, get back to basics and say, okay, I, I if I want this prayer life that will move a mountain or when Joshua prayed, uh, ha- Lord, have the sun stand still and it actually stands still. Or when Moses um, challenged the heart of God and God listened to him, we have to start with the man in the blue shirt. Okay. It grows over time where you realize that God can be trusted. He's not some cosmic being that um, isn't interested in personally connecting with us and show us who he He can be trusted. He will answer. It is a living relationship that we have to cultivate.
2: That's good. That's my answer. That's good.
1: And God is so willing to answer specific prayers. There's a whole chapter in Gangster Prayer about specific prayer. I Because I'm obsessed with it. And um, we just did a show about uh, we talked a lot about God's glory, but that is one way where you you see heaven come to earth when you ask so specifically when nobody else knows and God comes through. So specifically, you see heaven kissing earth at that time. And to me, every time I have asked something so specifically like that and he has come through, it's I'm like a caged animal. I'm like, who can I tell about this? I've got to let them know about the God that comes to us, that comes to Mm -hmm. me and meets with me and answers these these desires and requests that are so small to him, but so big to me.
2: Yeah, that's so good. So speaking speaking of specific prayers, we have so many messages that come through saying, you know, I've been praying to be married or find a spouse or be in a relationship, which if I had a dime every time I heard that I could probably afford eHarmony. Um, but <laughs> and they say for years, nothing has happened. Um, should I stop praying for this and just accept singleness or should I mm. wait on the Lord?
1: I think sometimes we pray things that God never said. What, this is something that trips people up all the time because it's like they just grab grab in the air. I want this. And then they pray and they pray and they pray about it. Well, did God ever say that he was actually going to give that to you? In the, in the book Gangster Prayer, I write about this idea of scriptural confirmation, especially when you're building your prayer life. Um, first of all, is God going to give you that thing that you're asking for, like being married? God, I want to get married. Um, can you show me from your word that this is going to happen for me? Um, and God will confirm it through his spirit and through his word. Um, and once he does that, then we have a promise that we can pray through. Okay. Um, I think we're not doing that. As a matter of fact, this is something that God showed me when I was developing my prayer life. Um, when I was asking God for a ministry, God, are you actually going to give me this ministry? I need you to confirm it from something other than my feelings. because I was immature in my faith at that point, I needed proof that God was going to come through and ask him for a scripture. And it gave me Habakkuk two through four, which I share all the time. And I still stand on that scripture to this day. Once I had the scriptural confirmation that I knew that God was speaking specifically to me through, I was then able to pray in faith, knowing that God was going to come through. It was just going to take some time. Since we don't do that, we get frustrated in prayer. Because we think that God isn't hearing us. He doesn't know that even our request is out there and it doesn't exist. When the Bible clearly tells us that he does hear us and he does answer us. So, um, that is the answer that I would give to that person that has been praying and praying and praying, ask for confirmation, Gideon asked for it. Um, there were times even in the Bible when God said, Hey, ask for a sign. Um, uh, tell me, tell me what sign you want me to give to you. So, um, God will absolutely prove to us what he wants to do for us through his scripture. Um, I've I've never asked for something to be confirmed through scripture that God has not done because he wants to reveal himself to us through his word.
2: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I have just one more question here. Um, We get this all the time I know they've said that but this one we get all the time we do get a
1: lot of the same questions all the time yeah a lot. so I I pray that this episode
2: would you know minister to people but we get this one it says I feel so far away from God and it feels like no matter how hard I pray cry out to God or read my Bible it just feels like he's turned
1: his back on me Mm. does God stop listening to our prayers after a while Mm. first of all let me say that is a lie from the pit of hell that God is far from you if you're a believer I mean he is in you He is in you. Um, The Bible tells us he will never leave us or forsake us. But I totally understand there are seasons when it seems like God is far away from us. Like we can't tangibly feel him. Um, But that does that that is that does not prove that he's not there. He's just for some reason withdrawing, uh, withdrawn the feelings of his presence from us. Um, I have felt like this a lot. Um, not that God has turned my back on me, but just, I just can't feel you, God. I can't, I can't sense you. Um, and a lot of times for me, that is an opportunity and it, almost an invitation to go deeper, um, with the Lord. I always remind myself when I can feel my feelings and my flesh starting to take over that where is God? I must have done something to make him so mad to reject me or turn his back on me. Um, That is absolutely not the case whatsoever. But I remind myself of the scripture when he says, I will never leave you. I will I will never forsake you. Um, So I I, a lot of times I'll say it out loud. You promised me this, God, you're never going to leave me. So I know that you're here and I know that you're listening. And then I'll continue with my request. After I've done that, I also believe that sometimes his silence from us or almost as it seems like he's standoffish. Um, There might be sin that's blocking that we need to take care of. Um, Very recently, I, I was feeling like this and it was I was asking God why the block and God revealed to me something that I needed to take care of in my heart. And he was right. He was dead on. I asked for God to forgive me from that thing. And it was like, immediately the presence of God flowed back. Um, so I think that there's a lot of different ways that you can look at this, but it's always an invitation to go deeper with the Lord. Okay, God, I'm not feeling you right now. Um, get in that Bible, find out why, so you can grow in your relationship with Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that answer the question? It's amazing. Okay, I think we're out of time.
2: Yeah, well, um, you can order, pre-order Autumn's latest book, um, Gangster Prayer, on her website, autumnmiles.com. You can just look at the tab for
1: Gangster Prayer. Um,
2: and that's all I have for us today. Love
1: you, Cassie. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can catch us right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is
0: listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Merry Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.